0: Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek instalment of Bullet Points. And hopefully this is an episode you can come back to time and time again when you need it. Because from the messages I've been receiving from you, my most excellent listeners recently, and from my own experience, it seems as though we need this one. So I promise this is an episode you can come back to time and time again when you feel as though you need a lift. It does feel, both from my own experience and from the messages you've been sending me over the last few weeks, that some of us are in a bit of a funk. Now we can talk about the change in season, that stress-temper vibe that I talked about a few weeks ago on the show. And while it is important to understand why things are going on, it's also vital to be able to self-soothe, pick yourself up and switch out of the funk gear and into a more motivated, inspired gear. And so hopefully, these tactics that I use will be helpful for you, or just make you think about ways in which you can adapt them to have your own kind of very easy toolkit to go to when you feel a bit out of balance. So I'm going to share with you my completely anecdotal, non-evidence-based, entirely unscientific strategies that work for me. Um, You know I love evidence, but sometimes you just need to go on what works for you, which is why if you want to adapt them, be my guest and to give you a bit of context I actually have been really struggling with afternoon slump in the last few weeks I was out with my friend Ali at the weekend and we were discussing everything because that's what you do when you get together with your mates and I had said that I was having quite bad energy dips and as a result I was feeling a little bit blue in the middle of the day and uh, more than once I had got to sort of four o'clock and thought oh really can't I just put my can't I just watch tv now and while the conversation did turn to hormones, as it usually does when you get two 40 something women together. Um, I also have, and that's something I can obviously go and investigate separately. I, I do also have a few non-medical strategies for picking myself up when everything feels a lot. And I had, to be honest, just sort of completely forgotten that I had them in my bank and could use them. So I have been really mindful since having that dinner with Ali to make sure that I'm doing it every single day. And the biggest sign of this actually has been my afternoon meditation, so I studied Vedic meditation at the London Meditation Centre at the beginning of last year and I do a meditation in the morning, it's 20 minutes with a three minute sort of sort of come out of it, you stay with your eyes closed but you're not meditating using your mantra. Um, you do it in the morning and you also do it at some point during the afternoon and I have over the last few weeks been falling asleep during that three minutes when you should be sort of coming out of it. I had been falling asleep and so I have got my, my timer on my watch. It's not a time rush, it's just my stopwatch. So it doesn't. the alarm doesn't go off when you're done, you just kind of let the thing run. But so when I get to 23 minutes, I know that that's it. I get 20 minutes, I stop saying the mantra, and then I've got my three minutes where I just sort of relax into it and just kind of uh, let the meditation sort of, um, I don't know, not evaporate, but just take root is probably a better expression and i have opened my eyes and looked at the watch and it's been 46 minutes i'm like oh my god what just happened so obviously my energy has been a little bit off and um yeah i yeah i I can't help but wonder whether it's because of the change in season it's coincided with that change in the season and that's a really good place to start because i'm in london So the last few weeks have seen a huge change in when the sun rises and when it sets. And I say a huge change, but we know that it happens gradually. But there can be a sense that one day you look out of the window and think, oh my goodness, it's dark at 7.30 p.m. It does seem to creep up on you. That gradual change does seem to creep up on you. So now I'm getting up in the dark. My alarm goes off at 6 a.m. and I get up in the dark, which again feels as though it happened overnight and has that impact of making you want to snuggle and nest rather than jump up and out of bed and get moving so already there's a wee bit of friction a barrier if you like when you start the day which can feel like you have to push a bit harder it just takes a bit more effort which can lead into this whole feeling of oh everything's just heavy so the way i feel you can overcome that is to be mindful of your routine at this time when the seasons change whether it's uh, a summer to winter summer to autumn or um a winter to spring um and A really good thing that you can do is to be a little bit rigid for a couple of weeks, where possible, on when you get up and when you go to bed. So that's my first tip. The body loves a routine, loves it. We have circadian rhythms that follow a 24-hour cycle and they respond to light and dark, which is why the change in sunrise and sunset can feel discombobulating because your body gets on that summer schedule and then it can feel as though all of a sudden it's a completely different schedule. You might not sleep as well. You might Your energy might feel weird throughout the day. So just be rigid about your alarm in the morning and actually getting out of bed and then getting into bed in the evening at the same time for a week, maybe two, and see how everything feels a little less jarring. It is honestly a fast track to feeling a little more settled in my opinion. And you can really take this trip to the max if you allow that rigid set up so the rigid get up and set down time to afford you eight hours sleep a night more if you can wishful thinking obviously i say this is somebody who manages six maybe seven on a good day i often feel that if i got into bed when i felt my most tired it would be sometimes around seven o'clock in the evening, but obviously you can't, I don't want to do that. So when I do go to bed, which is around 10, I'm not actually, uh, I don't drop off pretty easily. So actually I need to, I need to tinker with my own so that I can move that seven o'clock slump to sort of after I've eaten slump, if you like, and sort of extend it without building my energy up too much. Cause I think that's working against me. So my second thing that you can do is, is water And look, I'm not going to lie to you and say I don't start the day with an espresso because we know each other far too well and you can spot me fibbing a mile off. But without water closely following that java jolt, I know that I can begin to feel hot, bothered, annoyed, sluggish, you name it. But I don't love drinking water. I find it to be a real chore. So over the last couple of weeks, I have turned into a chugger. Before my workout, I chug a small glass, which is about 250 ml. And then after my workout, I chug another small glass. So I've already done half a litre before I've really thought about it. And then throughout the day, I try to work my way through at least a litre. And I have never been somebody who drinks a lot of water. I was talking to another friend about this recently, about how when we were at school, she has kids and she says every day she sends her kids off to school with bottled water. And she said, when, and I agree with her, when I was at school, I don't think a drop of water passed my lips. I genuinely don't. It just wasn't something that we necessarily thought about. So I'm very camel-like. But I also know that when I'm hydrated, I feel clearer in my mind and in my body so so much and as much as I can go without it and I do feel like I go for long periods without it and I think I'm somebody who I know lots of people do this I'm just going to be honest about it if I'm out and about I don't drink loads because I don't want to get caught short and find myself having to run into um, somewhere saying please my usual bathroom because that can feel terribly embarrassing but I am trying to get a little bit better at it but the truth is I feel so much better when I do drink water So drink water. (laughs) And I know I'm trying to share helpful tips, but this is basically a nag to know what you already know you should be doing. We all know we should be drinking more water, but it can just, just feel like the least exciting and interesting thing that you can do with your day. But it does make that difference it does just sort of refresh but there we go my third tip is to be appreciative as your day is happening and I'm being very specific here to avoid saying gratitude because I think there's been an I think the word gratitude and the idea of gratituding has been overrun by the wishy-washy wellness crowd and what I really mean is that for example on the way to the station in the morning or as you're driving to work or, or you're on the tube pay attention to your surroundings and just think how great they are just think. I know it sounds really dull, but just think how great they are. So when I walk to the train station, I'm usually up against the clock. I'm thinking about the appointments that I've got ahead of me in my head. I'm thinking about the stuff that I've got to do. I'm thinking about what I have to do when I get home. I'm wondering whether the trains are going to be running. There's so many things that I'm thinking about. I'm that it makes me feel a little bit panicked. Because I'm wondering whether I've remembered everything and I'm trying to future proof lateness. There's just stuff that's going on that hasn't really happened yet. And I'm very much to be a bit wishy washy. I'm not really in the moment, I'm not being particularly present. Anyone would think I don't trust myself to handle life as it happens. But I have made a real effort recently to notice stuff and appreciate it, (laughs) which sounds so um, nebulous. But I've been thinking things like how the air feels because. The air no longer hits you like a hot blanket these days. There's a slight chill in it, which actually I love that sort of chill in the air in the morning. I love that back to school chilly morning vibe. So I think about that and think how nice it is, how nice it feels on my skin. If I get to the station and the platform is quiet, I think how wonderful it's going to be that the train isn't going to be busy when I'm on the train I might sit near someone and think they have a really nice outfit or admire their shoes and think oh that's really nice or notice that somebody in my carriage is wearing a lovely perfume I just try to notice the stuff that your brain is already computing but actually just stop and appreciate it it has no impact on me whatsoever in the sense of who cares whether I like somebody's outfit but it just kind of sets you up to have a more positive outlook And it's very, very simple. It's a small shift in attitude. And when you realise you're doing it, you realise, or at least I do, that my jaw isn't as tense as it usually is, or that my brow isn't furrowed, or that my breasting bitch face is a little less severe. So it's a good practice. And it's just a little thing. Like, I did it the other day, and I didn't even realise I was doing it. I borrowed somebody's pen to write something when I was in a shop. I was like, oh God, that's a really, that's a very smooth writing experience. That's such a silly thing. But I thought, oh, that was really nice. Anyway that sort of thing. Appreciation, not gratitude in that way. Cause I think that gets, that becomes a bit performative. Just appreciate things. You don't have to share it. Just, yeah, that was really nice. My fourth tip is to fuel yourself well. And this one is really important. And I've learned from my own experience, just how big a difference, the quality of the food that I eat can make to how I feel. I really don't like to eat anything processed anymore because for me, it's a fast track to sluggishness. And it's always the foods that you think will be convenient and will help you out of a bind because they're easy to prepare and they're quick to eat, but the impact of them. For creating that convenience in the moment is that I feel slow and foggy. That's my experience at least. So I make a conscious effort to keep my food as simple as I can. Simple but delicious when I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed, when I feel like I'm at maximum capacity. And I do most of the time, but I'm very mindful that if I'm stressed, right, you have to put some effort into making sure that you're eating delicious. I don't say clean, but I just mean fresh and um, nutritious food. Not least because my digestive system can handle it and it doesn't take all my energy to digest that kind of food when I've eaten it. So it means that I don't have to divert the energy to my gut that I really want in my brain. My go-to meal that I reckon I can make with my eyes closed now is a stir-fry. I usually finish my day by making a massive stir-fry, tons of vegetables. And yes, I buy the pre-cut stir-fry kits from the supermarket. But um, I'm going to give myself a pass on that and I hope that you do too. And I said ages ago that when I started to lose weight, I wanted to do it without restriction. And I lost 30 pounds whilst having at least one apricot croissant a week. And now I do love an apricot croissant or a pan raisin in the moment, but actually what I've realized by paying attention is that I don't love how it makes me feel afterwards. Side note, how foods made me feel after I'd eaten them was something I paid very little attention to for years. And since I've started paying attention to it, it has really changed the choices that I make. But there's no harm in a delicious pastry. And my God, if you get one fresh out of the oven, never turn it down. But I also know that if my energy is a bit funky, I'm better off making a different choice because something as sweet and as rich as that will only make my energy funkier. And finally, I'm not going to bang you over the head with exercise. You know where I stand on that and that it's a regular part of my schedule that I employ to support my physical health, but also my mental and emotional health. But when it comes to afternoon slumps, when your brain and body feel slow and like they just want to lie on the sofa with comfort food because you simply cannot make head nor tail of emails or whatever work is in front of you, take 10 minutes to walk around the block. Now. I know that taking 10 minutes away from your desk in certain workplaces is like, what the hell is she doing or what the hell is he doing? But it's only 10 minutes. People go out for fag breaks all the time. It's 10 minutes to walk around the block. I work from home and that 3 p.m. feeling can really catch me. And I practically, when I realise that my energy has just dipped, maybe I've been sitting for too long, I can sometimes race to the door like Leonardo DiCaprio in um, The Wolf of Wall Street when he's taken all those... um, what are they? Quaaludes. I sort of like pull myself to the door, grab the handle, try and somehow stumble out. And even though I might feel half asleep and I'm sort of like, what is going on? I force myself to go out for a short walk. And sometimes I'm mumbling in my head about doing the bare minimum and I'm grumpy I'm just going to do 10 minutes. And I'm counting the minutes, five minutes out to come five minutes back. But most times by the end, my pace has fallen into a rhythm I'm paying attention to what's going on around me, my head feels clearer and I've woken up and I feel fresh and I've also sort of calmed down a bit and I don't feel so heavy and usually that 10 minute walk will turn into a 15 minute walk or a 20 minute walk and it feels great. So those are my strategies for shaking off that foggy feeling. And that foggy feeling can sometimes be be the precursor to feeling a bit sad. And I think, or it can sometimes go hand in hand. So if you are feeling a bit slumpy, a bit funky, feeling a bit sad, feeling a bit like, oh gosh, I just don't have the energy. Then please do give those a try and see if they make any difference. The bedtime scheduling, I think, is probably the most powerful but all of the others, whether you employ them alone or in tandem, can make such a huge, huge difference. And I would obviously love to know if you have any strategies for picking yourself up out of a funk or for managing the change in seasons or for just dealing with those dips in energy that can kind of catch you by surprise because maybe you're overwhelmed, maybe you're tired, maybe you haven't taken enough breaks. Come over to the Facebook group and share them with me. Because I would love to read them, but I'm sure lots of listeners have listened to this episode and have thought, well, some of those work for me, Emma, but not all of them. And I'm sure they would love to hear what, work, what works for other people. So come over to the Facebook group. The link to join is in the show notes. Or you can just find it by typing the Emma Gunn Show forum into facebook into the search engine on facebook please do join because that's where we're having some really important chats that are helping inform these bullet points episodes and obviously if you want to you can send me an email that i can read out on the show or you can dm me on instagram and twitter because that's where i love to hear from i know it's x but i'm just it rolls off the tongue saying twitter anyway it has been such a pleasure to share this time with you thank you for taking the time to share it with me i hope that if you try any of these they work for you And if you are feeling a bit funky, know that you're not alone and that it's going to be all right. You're going to get through this and try one of these things and see if they help. And um, if they don't come over to the Facebook group and we'll, we'll lift you up. We'll give you some good advice and pat you on the back and make you feel like everything will be all right. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. Um, I will see you on the next one.